Welcome to Beaver Tracks, a damn good podcast, bringing you inside the world of OSU admissions and providing you with a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on in Beaver Nation. I'm Heather Wofford, the Senior Assistant Director of Multicultural Recruitment. And I'm Amanda Price, Assistant Director of Resident Recruitment. Thanks for joining us today. We are very excited for today's special guest, and we're not just saying that because he's our boss. Drum roll, please. It's Noah Buckley, the Director of Admissions at Oregon State. Welcome, Noah. Hello. Well, Noah, before we get into the nitty gritty of admissions, we want our listeners to know who they are listening to, so we have some personal questions. First, most important question, who do you like better, me or Heather? (laughs) I I think my audio broke up there. (laughs) Good, good response. Real first question, and it's a hard hitter. What's your favorite place to get coffee on campus? Oh, golly. Uh, You know, there's a lot of different options on campus. I'm kind of just a black coffee, grab and go kind of guy. So my favorite spot is actually uh, Bites, which is a convenience store in the Memorial Union. It's not fancy, but it's quick, it's easy. I uh, am also, uh, as I think probably both of you know, I, I'm also cursed with getting leaky coffee cups. I'd say <laughs> half the cups that I get on campus leak on me when I try to drink. So. Yeah. Uh, little pro, pro tip here, I would say definitely bring your own hydro flask. All about that sustainability. All right. Well, here's your next question, Noah. As Beaver alumni and families listening in may know, once you have a connection to Oregon State, you just magically start acquiring a lot of orange things in your closet, at your home, in your office. So what's your favorite orange OSU item? When I moved here in 2011, uh, I over at the Woodburn Outlet Malls, the Nike store, and bought myself an orange Nike polo that is the most comfortable thing I have that's Oregon State. And, it, you know, it has the old logo, the old athletics logo now. Um, so I don't wear it to work often, but it it's super comfy and it's definitely my favorite. Now, if it's not about being orange, I have a pair of OSU sweatpants that are my favorite, favorite of all my clothes. And I wear those a lot during pandemic times. They're the best. Everyone knows that in Zoom pandemic life, sweatpants are biggest closet go-to for sure. Everyone's got to have the best pair of sweatpants for for Zoom meetings. Absolutely. And when we get back to campus, you know, it could be implemented for casual Friday. I think it's appropriate. Okay, so the next question we have for you is what is your favorite memory about your time in Beaver Nation? Wow, um, you know, it, it, it's hard not to say a couple years ago when Beaver Baseball won the national championship. For me and my family, we do a lot in the area, particularly we like to go to the beach, uh, the Oregon coast. I have a lot of great memories there. My, my most favorite, my folks were in town and we took the family over. It was maybe one of the, it was definitely a winter month and we were on the beach and about 50 to a hundred yards out, there were just hundreds of seals like watching us. It was kind of crazy, <laughs> but it was like one of those kind of gray days. And it was just kind of this surreal moment where we all looked out there and there's all these seals just bobbing up and down looking at us. And it's like, am I safe here? I'm not sure. So, but it's like one of those like really vivid memories that uh, uh, 
that I have. The, the other, I, I will just say, since I'm kind of talking about the Oregon coast, we, we also spend a lot of time, have a lot of good memories at the Utina Head Lighthouse mm -hmm. and uh, the tide pools that are over there. So if you're listening and you make a trip out, try to look up when the low tide is and go to that spot because you get to see a lot of cool starfish and sea anemones and those sorts of things. It's also seals there, but they're a little too close and kind of stinky. No, when the recruit team went out to the lighthouse, when we went to the Marine Hatfield Science Center, we saw some whales and I started talking to the person next to me about these whales because I was so excited because I thought it was Amanda and I looked over and it was a stranger. They were very <laughs> kind to listen to my, my story, but apparently the whole team ditched me while I was looking at the whales. Sorry, Heather. Weird whale lady. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next question. Can you tell us a little bit about how you started in admissions? Did you always dream about being the director of the admissions office when you were little? That was your go-to Halloween costume? It, oh, well, that would be a pretty dorky Halloween costume. Not getting a lot of candy there. I don't, you know, I have yet to meet anybody who said they wanted to be a, an admissions person of any sort, director or not, um, when they were little, but uh, it's, it's been good to me. I actually started when I was an undergraduate in college at the University of Wyoming. Um, I was a, it's called a telecounselor. So I was a student who called prospective students who had shown interest in the university to talk about my experience and encourage them to apply and to come um, to the University of Wyoming. So uh, if you're getting those calls from our great students here at Oregon State University, be kind. Um, it's not always easy to, to call uh, home. So that was kind of my initial uh, intro to admissions work. And then after I graduated college, I was working uh, for Hyatt Hotels and Resorts in Dallas, Texas, and starting to get homesick and wanted to just be around friends and mountains, right? Something other than Texas flatlands. So I was looking to get back and I had a friend uh, from college who actually, his first job out of college was in the admissions office at the University of Wyoming and said, hey, actually, we're going to have an opening here soon. So I moved back without the job and uh, crashed on his floor uh, for a couple of months and got the, got the job. My first job actually was I was in charge of kind of recruiting in Colorado. So that was, I was a, a road warrior as uh, the two of you. Then just over time, some good timing and fortune and just love for the career. Um, I moved up and eventually wanted a different set of scenery and fast forward to here at, here at Oregon State with you all. So Noah, since you've worked in higher education for a while, what has changed since you started this work? Yeah, so let's see, I've been doing this work for 23 years almost. Wow. A couple things come to mind. Uh, one is, you know, just the, the way that students search for colleges has changed a lot. Um, I can still recall we would print every year these posters that we'd send to high schools and they have these little tear-off cards that then you'd, you'd put your information on, some information that you should never put on there, like, you know, social security number and things like that. 
and then you drop them in the mail, right? And they, not in an envelope or anything, but they mail back to the colleges and three or four weeks later, you'd get a packet of mail and the students don't do that sort of thing anymore. They, they look us up online or uh, we get their information in other ways. So that's different, uh, but the whole process has gone paperless essentially. So when I first started in admissions, you know, if we were making decisions, we'd go into the back into this big room and we'd grab just stacks of folders and in the folder, you know, every student's application, which they tore out of a book and made mm -hmm. filled out, again, putting all their personal information on it and then sent to you in the mail um, with a check, if you know what a check is anymore. Yeah, what's a check? <laughs> and so, you know, everything's gone paper, everything's online now, everything's paperless. Um, the, we are a lot more reliant on data to make kind of sophisticated decisions about the students that we, that we recruit, um, how we make admissions decisions, how we kind of shape a class, if you will, um, an incoming uh, freshman or new transfer class um, has all gotten a lot more um, sophisticated and it's gotten more competitive, right? So like, you know, uh, back when I started, you know, if you, you filled out one or two applications and, you know, to different schools, usually kind of a safety school and a dream school, and now students, I think on average, are like seven to nine applications that they fill out because you can do it easily, right? You can fill out a, the Common App and click, you know, multiple schools that you want to send to. So that just means it's got more competitive and there's a lot more scholarships that are given out. The cost has gone up, but more scholarships are given out. I, I might add that there's a lot that hasn't changed too. <laughs> you know, the important stuff is still the same important stuff like visiting campus has always been the number one thing that a student should do in their college search and it's also the number one thing that we want students to do right is we recruit because we need you to know if it's a good fit for you and often we roll out the red carpet for you so like i said the orange carpet orange carpet yes <laughs> blew my chance <laughs> no definitely the paper apps a big change but for the road warriors of us probably gps on your phone versus those old paper maps did you have to use like the printout to get around to your high schools absolutely although i always contested that i had this amazing like sixth sense for finding high schools right and like i don't even know if you do this anymore but i would get to a town and i'd look on the horizon and it was like where's the football lights that's where i'm going and admittedly, I was going to a lot of rural places, so you could kind of do that. You know, it was like olden days where they looked to the North Star, right? You were up there looking for the football lights, and that's where you knew where to go. And if you had to break open the map, the paper map, you could do that. And then, you know, a distant last place was stop at the gas station or and ask someone. But guy, obviously, I would never do that and admit it. Obviously. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes, it's your superhero admissions uh, power finding high schools. It is. One of our goals for this podcast is to help students and families feel more prepared about the college search process. 
what are some changes to OSU's admissions process that would be important for you know, students and families and even high school counselors to know as we move into the fall application season? First, most obvious one is that we are now test optional. You know, one of the impacts of the pandemic, obviously, has been that students aren't um, able to take SATs and ACTs. So a lot of schools have kind of gone this direction. Um, we've made the decision that if a student, that a student uh, can choose whether or not they want to provide an ACT or an SAT score as part of the application process. If they choose uh, not to provide a test score, then we will just proceed with, once we've got their transcript uh, and their application, we'll make an admissions decision. If they say that they do want to provide a test score, we'll wait until we get that test score uh, before we make a decision. But uh, we do want students to know that even if they say they want to provide the test score and then it uh, shows up and maybe they didn't do as well as they had hoped, we, we would never um, penalize a student for uh, providing a test score. So in that case, if it were low, we would just use GPA and the other things that come with the application, essays, that sort of thing, uh, to make a decision. So it's uh, no harm type uh, policy. Similarly, for folks who are familiar with how we did it in the past, we used to look at both GPA and test score when we made scholarship decisions about some of our general scholarships. So being test optional now will we'll essentially strip out the uh, test score component of that and we'll uh, move towards a more holistic approach, looking at both GPA, uh, rigor of coursework, essays, uh, you name it, right? All the other things that we uh, get out of someone's application. The downside to that is that a student or a counselor won't be able to go to our website and, you know, and see exactly what they're going to get if they apply. So the message for students and counselors is apply so that we can do that kind of holistic review and our goal is still to provide a scholarship decision or a scholarship award for those who qualify uh, sometime shortly after they, um, they are admitted. Uh, so we'll still get those out. It just, it won't seem quite as transparent as normal because we're looking at a lot of different things that don't really fit on a grid. Obviously, we'll be doing a lot more of our outreach to students virtually, right? So we won't be able to do some of our programming in high schools that was aimed at helping students learn more about OSU or fill out applications and that sort of thing. So we'll be offering a lot more events online for students to engage with us. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll mention is that um, we've got some new technology for applicants, a system that has a admitted student portal and an applicant portal. So when students apply, they'll be able to see, okay, what does OSU still need for me to complete my application? That's where they'll see their status. They've been admitted, for example. Um, and then if admitted, then that's where they'll see all of the, their next steps. So from applying to housing, to confirming their enrollment, if we still need additional documents from them, if we want them to come to a particular event, it's all gonna be in one spot. Whereas in the past, it was events are over here and you know access to certain things were over here in a different system. It's all going to be in one spot for students. And so I think it's going to be pretty slick and uh, students and parents will benefit from that. 
So even though COVID has disrupted a lot over the past year, what opportunities do you think students will have access to now that they haven't before? Yeah, I think um, I mentioned all the virtual opportunities that there will be for students to engage with us. Um, I think that will, you know, in-person is always better, but in-person never was an option for everyone. So I think about like rural students, uh, students who don't have transportation or the means to travel, those sorts of things. I think we'll actually be better served by us spending more of our time in kind of that virtual environment, um, at least initially to engage with with those students. So I think that'll be of help, but it also depends on students and parents taking advantage of those opportunities as well. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is that I, I think we'll also, again, because we're not spending a lot of our time traveling and doing events, I think we'll have a lot more time to spend one-on-one -on -one with students and to be a little bit more personal in the process. But again, students should take advantage of scheduling what we call Beaver briefings with, with our recruit staff, of which Heather and Amanda both do a wonderful job meeting with families. Oh, um, thanks, Noah. There's your little plug. But we'll be able to do some more one-on-one -on -one with students to help them through the process. Awesome. You know, I know a lot of people really wait until their senior year to start the process, you know, preparing for college and getting ready to go. But we know that the earlier, the better, right? We want to make sure that students are prepared early on so they know what to expect. So what advice do you have for the sophomores and juniors who are in high school who are now starting to think about college, especially in the middle of a pandemic? Okay, so first a little um, admissions student recruitment 101. I'm going to take you into the dark uh, underbelly of college admissions. What would normally happen in a given year is that students as sophomores and juniors would start to take the PSAT or the SAT or ACT and then colleges are able to go out and get your name from organizations and we would start to send you information you know trying to get your attention right look at us look at us uh, we think you'd be a good good fit here. Well, because of the pandemic, right, many students are not able to actually take those exams. And so it's going to be incumbent upon students to be proactive and raise their hands for colleges. Doing your homework, uh, exploring colleges who now don't have a way to put themselves in front of you, you need to do the exploration. And if you think a school might be a good fit, you should be the one that says, hey, please send me information. Um, and we'd all be happy to do that. So on our websites, you know, always look for like the get more information or request information. That's one way you can do it. The other way is you can go to uh, college search sites. And there's many of them out there where you're able to say, you know, do some exploration, compare schools, and if you're interested, you know, say, hey, I'm interested, please send me information. We then get that information and we and send you promotional materials. Again, you're going to need to be more proactive because of the, the pandemic. Noah, thanks so much for being here, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We hope you join us next week as we talk about the OSU Honors College. It will be a damn good time. Noah, can we get a go, Beavs? Go Beavs! Go Beavs! Woohoo! See ya!